Hello, this is Devorah Harrell with Healing from the Holy Land. And I <clears throat> wanted to come in this evening to talk more about twins and twin flames. Um, over the past few days, I've been watching The Time Traveler's Wife. And it's been very, very... real for me, very amazing to just hear what she describes and the resonance for me. She talks about the waiting and describes the experience of someone who's, who knows someone intimately before they've actually met them. Uh, she meets him, right? I don't know if you've seen it, but when we are allowed, when, when we have glimpses, when we're people who uh, I don't know what the right word I'm just going to use the words that come up intuitively when we move through time and we remember and know people that we haven't yet met in this lifetime. And then we, before we meet them, we can feel very alone and we can miss them so much that the yearning can be, the missing, the aloneness can be so much a part of the weave of our day that we don't even know it. <clears throat> and um, I talked about in my, after I did the last podcast, after I recorded it, I, I went on to post more about that in Facebook. And, um, and I posted about things that shift us into separation consciousness, into that feeling that we are alone. One of them is losing a twin in utero, but there are other things that can trigger such a consciousness. And when we discover that we're alone, and then once that awareness dawns, we move into consciousness of connection um, it takes a while. It's a real healing process for us. It's kind of like learning to walk. It's, it's, you know, you have to keep falling down and, uh, except we're doing it as adults. We're doing it as people who should understand. And we live in a world where people around us understand what it is to feel connected. And yet we, we're just learning the language of what it feels to trust in the connection with a person. Again, it's because we had that strong connection initially and then lost it. Um, so it's interesting that we have to learn it again. But yeah, it's kind of like learning how to walk when you're an adult. And um, yeah, one of 
one of the themes of the conversations that I've had with my twin since I met up with him decades after we were supposed to be, after we were in utero together. Um, before, I guess, I understood that I felt so alone. It was just like a default, you know, like when you're so used to living a certain way, you don't realize that you're living that way until someone picks at your awareness and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh. And um, we would have conversations and he would talk to me about how man goes through life alone and you know, he might feel like he's surrounded by people, but in truth, he has no one to rely on but himself. And he is, at the end of the day, in all things, alone. And I remember thinking that that was such a depressing way to look at life. And I don't know how much longer it was after that that I realized that I had been living the same way. Because when he brought it up, I had so much um, pushback for him. And I was like, no, we're not alone because I understood. I understood that we're all connected. I'm a spiritual being who sees the souls and soul connections. And if you look at the soul star chakra, if you can envision the soul star chakra in your eye, that level where the soul star chakra exists around 18 inches above our head, if you envision that, it's it's like light halos around, you know, seven feet, seven, seven and a half feet above where man is walking. You know, if you think about people walking along a street, a busy street, and there's throngs of people, it's like these white auras moving through, connecting all of those people. We all connect on that soul star chakra level and, and that connection. And, and I saw that and I knew that and I, I couldn't understand why he would say that we're all really in this alone. And then I realized and remembered our story and realized and remembered that I was there myself. And um, the bottom line is that we are not alone ever, really. If we want, we could see life in both ways. We can see life as we are always alone. Or we can experience all of life in connection. Both can happen. Both are truths. If we look at our physical bodies and we look at the trauma that was created to act as an illusion that we are all separate and that pushed us to pull further into that physical place of I am my separate being. I cannot rely on other people to be there for me, so I am going to pull into my own being and keep myself separate. It's kind of like pulling in that aura that I was talking about from the soul star chakra, pulling it into our bodies and saying, we are anti-connection because connection has brought us pain. And we don't need to live that way. 
we can choose to allow that or that light above to come back up that soul star chakra to to come back up and and meet with the world of connection and um So I invite you, if you feel alone, I invite you to close your eyes. And instead of focusing on what triggered you into shifting into this separation consciousness, I invite you to envision all the souls around you all over the world. And to understand that you're connected to them and if that's too overwhelming for you pick your 10 most favorite people your five most favorite people and just feel your souls reaching out to one another 18 inches above your head in that soul star chakra level where all souls feel connected where connection is our truth and aloneness, separateness, is the illusion. The illusion created by physical bodies that aren't connected to each other. We are called to look beyond that. The physical body is simply the dressing for the soul to be able to act out its part in the physical world. But the world always has its spiritual aspect. We are constantly, constantly reflecting 5D into the 3D. And the more we stay connected with our souls and that soul star chakra level, the more we are aware and living in the consciousness of connection. You know, my Facebook feed, I mean, when I first got onto Facebook, it was really just to monitor my kids on Facebook and to see what they were exposed to and to kind of understand what this new social platform was that people were joining. And, and people would say to me, oh, I never, I hate going on Facebook. I get so lost. And, you know, there's so much, you could just waste so many hours. And I was just like, I don't know. I found Facebook to be a fascinating place to connect with people who speak my language, who think the way, you know, similar ways to the way I think, talk about thing, same things, you know, that I like to talk about. It opened me up to a whole community of people who I resonated with. And so I customized my Facebook newsfeed into, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's a source of inspiration. When I go on Facebook, I see one inspirational post after the next. I see beautiful flowers and, and sayings and mantras and things to just uplift the spirit all the time. And one of the things that I see so often is stick with the people who make you happy in life. Stick with the people who you feel alive with, 
who reflect back to you the things that you most love about yourself. These are the people that we want to hang around with. These are the people that we want to um, circle ourselves with. This is, this is our circle. This is who we want in our circle. And it's not just about surrounding ourselves with people who are going to keep us uplifted. It's, it's that when we surround ourselves with these people, we are more in tuned with connection. We are more encouraged to seek out this soul connection because these are the people who feed our souls, who make our souls shine the brightest they can shine and who, you know, we can expose our souls to all sorts of things, just like we can expose our bodies to all sorts of food and, and uh, energy and pollutants, etc. We can also choose what we expose our souls to. And just like we try to feed our bodies the most fulfilling, best, nutrient-packed uh, nutrition that we can, we should we we seek to do the same for our souls. And people who make us feel alive. Those are people who are fueling our souls with good fuel. They're, they're like this great compost for our souls to achieve what we came here to achieve. And, um, and so the more we surround ourselves with people like that, the more we get back to recognizing connection consciousness. And that keeps us super aware of our souls and the connection with God and other souls. And that brings us naturally into a space of divine love, forgiveness, happiness, staying in the light. You know, someone pointed out to me the other day, you can't punch light. You can't kick down light. You can't abuse light. Light won't get hurt by some put-downs, like won't get hurt by, by some punches. You can't damage light. And so the more we stay in that place of light and connection and spirituality and recognizing our souls, the more our physical bodies can do what we're here to do and just naturally bring us forward. And, um, So to the time travelers out there, the people who experience past life recall, the people who have visions and uh, strong knowings, clear cognizance, I... I know that it can be really trying, waiting. We can be patient in all other aspects of our life, but when it comes to the waiting, 
when we know that uh, there's something that we're missing. Someone that we're missing, I should say. It can be really hard to wait. And then when we meet them, it can be really hard to not spill out the whole story within the first three minutes that we've met them. But recognize always that if you can, if this resonates for you, that the connection that you have that created such a separation consciousness initially, a deep yearning for something that you maybe weren't even yet aware of what was missing. I mean, when I felt him missing, I thought it was a coping mechanism. And until I realized, anyway, just recognize that the connection that we feel is really, really something special. And um, I hope that me saying that doesn't set you off and that you're able to recognize that uh, we're people who can feel connections so deeply, so, so deeply and have such beautiful, intense connections. And that is exactly why we can be pushed into feeling so alone. So, uh, yeah, this is um, really real, this share. And um, we'll see if I publish this. Um, yeah, so for those of you out there who have had experiences like this, in whatever capacity, um, recognize, please, please let the thing that you take away from this be your intense capacity for connection. Because as light workers, which is what we are, if what I've discussed with you resonates for you, this is what you are. Um, as light workers, we have an intense ability a real ability to see and reach out and connect with each other's light and to, again, within our own boundaries, keeping our own auric field. Um, but we're able to live amongst the light and the connections that we can have on that level are pretty incredible. So the pain that you feel, just recognize that the love that you feel is just as deep and just as great. And um, yeah. All right. Anyway, this was uh, something inspired by a whole bunch of things that have been going on, but definitely also the time traveler's wife and what she's been talking about. So um, on that note, um, thank you for spending this time with me and, um, I hope you have a truly blessed day and, um, that's it from the Holy Land. Have a good night.